Before we get started, a special thank you is in order to our friends over at Stanley Customs. Stanley Customs creates amazing custom sports figurines for all you athletes out there. Right now, our listeners will get 15% off their order and all interviewees will get 25% off of their order simply by going to Stanley underscore Customs on Instagram and telling them that Globally Ballin sent you. Thank you. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Globally Ballin podcast, a product of the Globally Ballin podcast network we have a fantastic interview for you today so sit back and enjoy and thank you all for joining us one more time here's the music i gotta let you go finish the game with a broken hand yeah finish the game with- i'm rio 2016 silver medalist and asian games 2018 gold medalist young man how do you use a celebrity for good you know, it's, uh, up until that point, most of us, as athletes, were taught how to use a celebrity to manipulate, to get a girl, to get famous, whatever it is. We're hours away from kind of the nearest hospital to end up losing his leg over. I don't think a lot of people know the opportunities there are actually to play overseas, especially in the women's category. Actually broke my neck. I was paralyzed from the waist down, and I was never supposed to walk again, much less be able to play football again. Had a couple guys get robbed at gunpoint, um, and one of them was just like, "Yeah, get me out." At the same time, there are some who would still keep their nine to five jobs because the pay for being an athlete isn't enough. Don't complain when we look like idiots abroad in these big tournaments. What league or country gave you the best pay contract-wise? Probably Turkey my last season. Okay. From a small town in the south, Cleveland, Tennessee, our next guest found himself playing his last collegiate game only to quickly be shipped off to Europe to continue his game of American football. Today, our guest, the starting quarterback for an American football team in Austria. Our guest finds himself in his apartment with his roommate in downtown Vienna, Austria, with teams from different parts of Austria coming up on the schedule, but also teams from Barcelona and Prague. Our guest finds himself exploring different parts of Europe as he's playing and continues to play the game that he loves. Although practice is only three days a week, our guest finds himself to be far more than just a player. By going into the office almost every day a week, every day of the week to go over film and talk strategy with the coaches, our guest is more than a quarterback. Being one of very few imports in the team and in the league, our guest is actually more of a coach and a player. He believes that this experience is going to do wonders for him outside of his playing career as he returns to the United States to do what he's always wanted to do, coach the game that he loves. Please enjoy our next interview. With Austin. Hey everybody and welcome to episode four, football, American football in Europe. If you haven't found out by now, this podcast is not about a young man who sits down and breaks down the ins and outs of specific athletes, teams, coaches, playing styles, kind of. I research and dive into the world of international sports as much as I can. I search for sports, teams, and stories regarding opportunities I don't think many people know about today definitely falls under that category. Out of the five main sports in the United States, we have basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, and football, American football. Looking at these different sports, hockey has a minor league 
the AHL. Basketball, the NBA, has the G League, G for Gatorade. Baseball has a ton. They have AAA, AA, single A, and some leagues lower than single A. Even soccer has the United Soccer League, broken down into League 1 and League 2. However, the NFL, the biggest and most profitable league out of all of them, by far, has no affiliated minor league. Because of this, the NFL has seen its share of competitors. Most recently, the collapse of the AAF. And I guess, most recently, to be, is the upcoming season of the reborn XFL. Some would put arena football in there, but that's a kind of a different world. The point is, NFL is different than the other leagues. It's the NFL. That's football in the United States. I was recently talking with a, with a young man I, I worked with, and he was going to be leaving because he had an offer to go play football in Canada. He's now uh, in Edmonton, which, by the way, uh, newsflash, Edmonton is in the middle of nowhere. And so he, he was going out. He was leaving in a couple of days to go play out in Edmonton. I think he had like a two-week heads-up, which I think is like the most heads-up I've ever heard from any international athlete so far. You'll hear that that's definitely true when we talk to Austin. But yeah, he went to go out play in Edmonton. Before he left, I asked him, always a big Michigan fan, and I followed Devin Gardner, who uh, was a quarterback in Michigan. He ended up playing football in Japan. And I said, well, so, you know, have, have did your agent ever say anything about playing anywhere else? He said, well, I can't, I'm not going to make it to the NFL. So it's Canada. I said, well, you know, is it just Canada? He said, well, I, mean, I think there's... And he kind of dialed back a little bit, and I, d I don't blame him whatsoever. I wouldn't have known about this if this wasn't my life now digging into these leagues. But the reason I asked him is because the fact is there are American football leagues all over this world, from Canada to all over Europe to my favorite getaway in the entire world, the Philippines. There are other options to play American football. Presumably, if you're listening one of your very favorite sports. If you're a football player, this is your life. There are places to play football, American football. Now, let's not misconstrue this. It's going to be different depending on where you go. Canada, the reason why Canada is always talked as number two is because they pay what a number two league would pay. The average player gets about forty to $50,000. You're going to hear with Austin that that's not necessarily the case in Austria. I don't want to give too much. Austin, Austin does a great job, so... Really, the main point from all of this is if you think early on that the NFL is going to be outside of your reach and maybe even that Canada is outside of your reach, don't give up yet. There, there are plenty of other opportunities. Now, they might not become your your livelihood pay-wise, but you can make it work or you can um, adjust accordingly. Just know that there are other options to look into if you truly love playing the game of football. You don't need to be done after college. And that being said, you don't need to be done after high school knowing that it will be done after college. We see this in volleyball a lot. Young female athletes are fantastic in high school. Um, and then they, they could go play in college if they want. But without that knowledge of there being something after college, they think, well, yeah, I'll play a year. maybe, Or maybe I just won't because, you know, it's in college. Then what? But they don't necessarily have the understanding and knowledge and awareness that there are things you can do with volleyball after college around the world. Same goes for young football players who are either not confident enough or um, self-aware enough to understand that the NFL is going to be out of their grasp, probably, and that maybe even Canadian football might be. Just know that even at that rate, there are still opportunities for you. If you truly love that game and you truly want a couple more years of it to be in that world a little bit longer, plus to travel, that's one of the big things we... Uh, me and my team like to harp on is the fact that not only do you get to play that sport that you love and get paid for it, 
you get to be all over the world. Uh, Austin's setup that he's going to talk about is pretty awesome. So um, enough of me talking. Enjoy the interview, and thanks for listening. This interview is with Austin Herring, football player from played at Middle Tennessee State, and then went to, I believe, East Tennessee. We're going to find out. But anyway, right now he's playing in Europe, Europe-American football. Hi, Austin. How are you? What's going on, man? Hey, thanks for taking some time for me. No problem. So um, what we do here usually is uh, we're basically I'm just going around and interviewing a bunch of people that play sports in areas that people aren't necessarily familiar with. Um, okay. And I think American football, I'm very confident American football in Europe definitely falls under that category. So um, let's start off with just having you kind of describe where you started as far as football, your background in the U.S., and then where you are now. Yeah. Um so I grew up in Cleveland, Tennessee. It's about uh, 20 miles outside of Chattanooga, Tennessee, um, right there close to North Georgia. And I played football from uh, when I was six years old until now and, um, you know, had the typical Friday Night Lights high school experience in a small town where, you know, most of the town comes to the game and all that. And then I went on to play college football and, Ended up at East Tennessee State, and we started football back up at that program, me and my class, and um, you know that was a, a really cool experience to get that uh, from where it started when we brought it back to winning a conference championship uh, our last year, this past fall, and then I thought I was done playing football and was getting ready to start my coaching career, and uh, um, kind of uh, in a crazy strange of event or strange um way it played out i ended up over here in vienna playing football for the vienna vikings so let's go over what what exactly did happen at the end so like you said you thought you were going to be done and, and move on to a coaching career um but something happened what was that yeah so um i actually like listening to podcasts a lot um there was one i listened to with a uh analyst from the Pac-12 network, uh, Yogi Roth. Um, he has a podcast, and he had Cody Hawkins on as a guest. Cody played at um, the University of Colorado in the mid-2000s, and now is coaching with his dad at UC Davis. And He was on there uh, on an episode, and I was just listening to it, actually traveling to my last away game of my college career. And He said, if anyone's getting done playing – looking to get into coaching i'm gonna leave my number at the end of this podcast and give me a call um if if you you know feel like you need to so i thought you know what the heck i don't know this guy but you know i fit into that category of people who are just getting done playing and looking to get into coaching so after the season was over i went back and listened to the podcast and got his number and i i shot him a text and said hey man uh would you would you have time to talk and so um, I ended up having a 30-minute conversation with him just kind of about coaching and, and football in general. And um, I get a call from him a few months later in February saying, hey, would you be interested in playing for the Vienna Vikings and Vienna Austria? And I was like, uh, well, not really. You know, I haven't really thought much about playing anymore. And um, he said, well, just listen to him, hear him out. Um, and so I, I thought, you know, what else would I be doing between now and, and the season? So um, here I am. I'm over in Vienna, and we're getting ready to play in the uh, semifinals of the 
um, Austrian playoffs. So up until that point, or even when you listened to Vienna talk, did you have an agent or not? No. So uh, that was, you know, as a kid, you grow up, you want to play pro football in the NFL, you know, and if not, maybe the CFL. Um, and kind of towards the end of my career at ETSU, I was thinking, I don't know if there's really going to be any legitimate opportunities out there for me at the next level. And I had never heard of football in Europe, so I was just thinking NFL or CFL. And so um, I never got an agent. I actually tried out for a few CFL teams and um, was going to train and do our pro day at ETSU just because you know, I was staying in shape and I was still working at ETSU in the athletic department. So I thought, you know, I'll just stay in shape and do the pro day. And um, yeah, no, I, I never got an agent because I, I, I would have loved to play uh, pro football in the States or even the CFL, but it wasn't a, that big of priority to where I thought I need to get an agent and, and really pursue it. And well, I'm glad you said what you said, because one of the things we've harped on is that athletes that probably know that they're absolutely know that there's opportunities outside of the U.S. are for sure basketball players. Mm -hmm. But who usually gets missed on are most female athletes. And then right. things like American football absolutely is one of them. And so, yeah, you definitely nailed it there. And because and you said your two options were the NFL or the CFL. And through doing stuff like this, we know that um, Japan is growing significantly. There's leagues in Australia, Mexico, Europe, all this stuff. So that's a that's a very important point that you um, solidified for us. How's it been? This is this is only year one for you in there, right? Yeah, I just it's crazy. I'm, I'm getting ready to play my 27th football game in, in a calendar year. Oh. So yeah, I mean, going straight out of the college season. You know, not knowing I was in an off season in January and, and February to here it is, you know, March 16th and I have my first game in, in Austria. So, yeah, this is my first year. And so you're in uh, AFL, right? Mm -hmm. And yep. um, where are the teams located? Is it all throughout Europe? Is it a regional part of Europe? So the the AFL is just Austrian teams and one team from Prague in the okay. Czech Republic. Um, but we also played in the European um, Championship. It's called the ECTC League, and it's split Europe split in half, I think, for that, the way I understand it. And we played a team from Denmark, and when we traveled to um, Barcelona to play a team and won both of those games, and we played in the championship of that, the, the European Championship, uh, the last week of June, and we lost that game. But still another really cool experience so you you get to do something that you know people graduating college save up money to go travel around europe for for a couple of weeks or whatever and you actually get that opportunity to do that while you're playing the sport that you love right do you have so what does the day-to-day -day look like practice every day i assume um yeah what, what does your day-to-day -day yeah. look like yeah i think one thing um that you really mentioned is um getting to travel um i'm really into history i've always been kind of fascinated with uh, specifically World War II and you know, being in Austria so close to Germany and um, a lot of things that happened during that time period. There's a lot of history around here, and I've been able to see a lot of really cool things and um, been able to experience some things that if I didn't have this opportunity and I wasn't able to take advantage of you know, my, my playing football, um, I would have never got to experience. But um, on a day-to-day, -day, you know, we practice three times a week, um, but, 
you know, as, as players over here, uh, being an American player, you kind of end up being a coach as well. So I go to the office at least five to six times a week and help break down film and look at the upcoming opponent and think about how to game plan them and what areas to attack and kind of help set up practice and all those things. So it's more than just being a player as you were in college. You're, you're essentially a coach and then, um, yeah, you get to you get to have a lot of say so in the game plan. Does that do you think? Although this is your first year, do you think that's going to help you set up for a life of coaching following your playing career? Yeah, I, I really think so. I've definitely learned a lot about what doesn't work with coaching and maybe some things that do work. So um, I, that's one of the things that really intrigued me is that they said I was going to be able to get some experience coaching and then. Another thing for me in, in coaching this is huge is establishing a network of you know different people and there's actually been some um, people who have been affiliated with the Vikings or even played for them that um, have gone on to have pretty successful coaching careers in the states. Um, Mark Helfrich, uh, the guy he coached at Oregon and now is the offensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears, um, was the quarterback for the Vikings in 1997. So just kind of weird things like that like from happenstance i've kind of have a connection to him now that's fantastic what so you're practicing three days a week is it a game once a week uh yeah i mean we obviously have some bye weeks but yeah. but yeah we play either on saturdays or sundays okay and as far as um i know you said you go to the office almost every day do you get a little bit of free time i mean do you find yourself getting free time but it, or is it more of rest time yeah there's there's a lot of free time i I go to the office probably more than I have to, um, and I thought you know, my intention coming over here was I need to travel, need to relax, and just enjoy being in Europe, which I've done that, but the competitive juices start flowing, and you start really wanting to win and, and to figure out how to beat people, so I've kind of taken the coaching and the playing side a little bit more serious than I think some other people um, may have done previously, so, um, but yeah, there's there's plenty of time to relax, and and free time if if you want to do that how have um the people of europe and austria and the fans kind of adapted for the afl uh you know it's uh there's a lot of people at the game i did not anticipate there being such a, a following as there is for the games there's people who are really passionate viking fans and another team in our league that's really good is the the swarco raiders and they have you know four to five thousand people at almost every game and their stadium is beautiful and there's just a lot of commitment to football you can tell over there specifically and so yeah you know that's the football sport um definitely has a presence in europe that that i did not anticipate do you find does it ever get to the point where people know who you are outside of the stadium or not quite no no definitely not that i think if i was a soccer player over here um maybe but i would also liken it to being um, a soccer player in the united states um if you if they imported a player from um you know, Vienna, Austria, sure. to your local soccer club, not many people would recognize sure. um, that player out in public. Um, so speaking of imports then, is there any sort of um, import limit do you know of? Yeah, so um, you can have three on your roster um, for the Austrian league, um, but you can only have two on the field at one time, from what I understand. And position doesn't matter, though? No, it can be any position. Most okay. teams get a quarterback and then either a – 
um, like a defensive back or a receiver. How long do you know? How long this league's been around? Is it is it slowly developing and growing? Because American football definitely is growing. I'm not sure. I'm trying to see how right. early on this started. I think it started um, in the eight late 70s, okay. early 80s. Um, and I think the league's changed a lot, and there's been different teams come up, and some have went away, some have just started. Um, but yeah, Austrian football is actually pretty respected throughout Europe. I think it's actually one of the top leagues behind Germany. And so yeah, it's uh, they've been playing it for you know, 20, 30 years now. and um, They've got a legitimate league and very organized and have a you know, a governing body and all of that. And so it's been uh, definitely surpassed my expectations um, from what I thought when I was coming over here. So, at, you know, typically for any other sport, one of the big steps before signing with somebody overseas is your agent sitting down and figuring all that out. But since you don't have one, how does that process go with an overseas team without an agent? Yeah. So for, like I said, in, in the original talk I had with Cody, I really didn't want to come over here. I had my last semester of college and I'd actually graduated with my master's. So I kind of had some time there where I could work a job in the athletic department and just kind of enjoy the last few months with my friends in college. And so I really didn't have this, you know, huge desire to come over here and play. So um, I really was able to have a lot of negotiating power in my contract. It's like, hey, can you guys take care of this? And well, you know, I, I may need some more um, compensation here or there or whatever. So, um, yeah, I, I actually sat down with one of my uncles who has a, a legal background and it's like, okay, help me do this. And so, yeah, that's kind of what we did. But otherwise, there are agents who do American football overseas, um, typically. Yes. But so. It's, it's very interesting because when you do something like basketball, you can't you can't pick up players without some sort of FIBA or, or, or NBA agent. But obviously that is not the case here then. Um, right. So people who listen obviously want to know what it what it would be like if they played there as far as what they'll be receiving. Uh, did they provide housing for you? Right. Yeah. I'm actually in my apartment right now. And. Um, it's right in the middle of the city and got a bathroom in my room and I have a roommate who's one of my teammates and we've got a kitchen area. Um, and yeah, that's part of the contract. It's free for us. So, um, they've got, they take care of that. You get some meals along the way. Um, you've got certain vouchers to restaurants and you can go there several times a week. Um, and then you get paid for us. It's, um, you know, between 1500 and 2000 euros a month. Um, and then it's all after tax money. So you don't have to pay taxes and worry about all of that. And, um, yeah, there's some other little benefits along the way as well, but yeah, I mean, it's not, you're not having to worry about, you know, if you have enough money to eat or anything like that, but it also comes with a gym membership and, um, we get trained vouchers to, for traveling and also public transportation is taken care of. Okay. So yeah, they're taking care of basically everything you'd have to pay for with then, um, some extra mm -hmm. to take home or take with you wherever. Do you see it being any sort of long-term situation, or um, you know, what 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 do you think that would turn into? For me, I, I don't know that it's something I would you know be interested in doing long-term. Um, there's a lot of players over here that have been here for five or six years. Even our head coach was a import player um, for the Vikings, and now um, He's been he became the head coach and has been over here since his early twenties and now he's married with um, I think three kids so 
Yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot of people who turn it into something they want to stay over here and do the rest of their lives. And for me, I, I definitely want to get back home and be around family and friends. And then I've always wanted to coach. So uh, just getting into college coaching and, and all that, it's kind of one of those things you want to get started on early and, and not put off. So um, if the situation is right, um, I would maybe be interested for next year. But uh, as of now, I leave here in July 29th, and um, that this will most likely be my last season. So you got their win, though. Well, that, that's another uh, funny story. So they actually had both of their imports ready to go. Um, they had been over here since February, and the import quarterback they had got an opportunity to play in the AAF. Um, and so he leaves, huh. and, and they needed a quarterback. Um, so that's how I got the call from Cody. Um, and so I get here March 10th and have to turn around and play that first Saturday. Yeah. So that was uh, that was a pretty quick turnaround in terms of learning the offense, not knowing uh, my teammates' names, um, and just going out there and playing. Oh, man. So matter of just a few days, you're out there leading the offense out there. Right. Yeah, it was uh, it was a very, very quick turnaround for me. So you've been there since March, you said, right? Yeah, since March 10th. And that's when the season started? Yeah, this, the first game was March 16th. So, yeah, it was. Um, it's, it goes until July 27th is the championship game for uh, Austria. Is there any sort of bonus or anything like that for winning a championship? You know, I, that's what I was actually bringing that up in the office. And they're like, oh, that's our expectation in championships. But if I'd have known better, I should have you know, negotiated something like that into my contract. <laughs> Uh, but I'm not sure that they have like incentive-based contracts over here. Um, but but yeah, no, I, there's no um, you know incentive for the for the playoffs. It's just kind of I guess with our organization, they've been in the championship. I think like eight of the last ten years or something like that. So um, that's kind of what they expect to be. Would so. you agree uh, with what I said earlier that? specifically football internationally is something that is not understood well by young athletes in the U.S.? 100 percent. Um, I grew up in the southern part of the United States where football is, you know, really important. Um, and I'd never heard of, of anyone playing overseas. Um, I didn't know there was football overseas. And um, one of the, an, another reason I wanted to come over here was I was like, hey, you know, if I really like this, this will be an opportunity for, um, for guys that I either went to high school with or played college ball with. Maybe they would want to come over here and play. Or, you know, if I just didn't like it, I could tell people, hey, you probably shouldn't do this. But um, I definitely think it's a rewarding experience. Personally, I feel like I've grown a lot as a person just being away from my family and my friends. You kind of have to – you take on a whole nother level of independence than, than you have in college. Um, and so, yeah, it's just been a very rewarding experience, and I'm, I'm glad I decided to do it um, because I've, I've been able to see and experience things that – I don't know that I would have been able to experience it a lot later down the line because, um, you know, playing football, American football, you really don't ever even think about going to Europe or, or doing anything football-related in Europe. That would just be something for a vacation. But I've been able to play football in Barcelona, Spain, and all over Austria and even in the Czech Republic. And it's just something that uh, I'll certainly be able to tell my kids about and experience i'll never forget absolutely and even if this is a one-year thing it's 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 a one great year so do you have anything that you would like to add or, or say for any of those young athletes specifically football players yeah i, I would just say one you know, 
take advantage of every opportunity you get. If you're in high school, work as hard as you can. Use all the resources you have uh, if you want to play college ball and then do the same thing there. Just continue to maximize um, what you have around you. And, you know, if, if you get the opportunity to go play in the NFL or the CFL or now the XFL, you know, don't be shy about that opportunity. Give everything you have to it. But also know that um, if you want to play ball and that's your, that's your passion, then there's definitely leagues around the world and there's a place for you to play if you really want to and also you get to experience some things that not many people get to in terms of seeing different parts of the world and you know getting getting used to a different culture and people not speaking the same language as you um, it may seem kind of frightening at first but uh, it definitely uh, gives you some some really good experience in terms of you know just human interaction and, and learning about the world and um, it's a very rich experience, so I would recommend it to anyone. So you're, you know, you graduate, you graduate with your master's, you said in in the four mm-hmm. years. Okay. Right. Yes. Wow. Okay. Uh, so you graduate and um, you're ready to go into in, in, into work professionally, and and you get a change of plans and you go play football. Now you're not getting paid as much as you probably would um, doing what you, what you went to school for. So you're taking, I would assume a little bit of a hit there, but is it going back? Would you have done it all again? Yeah. Um, I would have, and I don't know that if I would have had some long thought out decision that I would have made this decision. Uh, typically I'm a big pros and cons guy. I lay, lay all the, uh, the facts out on the table and try to make a really logical decision. Um, and in this situation, I didn't have a chance to do that. It was like, Hey, we need a decision in the next like 48 hours. So it's like, okay. And I just went, um, and actually with starting college coaching, it's, you're not making much money anyway. So I'm trying to save as much money over here, um, from, from this contract to, uh, you know, help me out some, with some extra income in the fall. So, um, yeah, coaching, you start off, um, you know, kind of paying your dues in hopes of, um, you know, getting along with the right coach and working your way up in, in that industry. So, yeah, football, it's not a not an industry you want to get in. Coaching isn't if, if, if you're looking for, for a big-time salary to start off. Absolutely. But then – and it even helps, though, with the fact that they pay for mostly everything else that you can save – you know, however much you can, but a, right, a, yeah. a decent amount of that. So, yeah, no, that's the one. Th- I was concerned about that. Am I going to be, you know, scrambling to find, you know, money to eat and things like that? And no, it's it's definitely a comfortable salary, and uh, food is very affordable over here. And uh, yeah, no, but but just little things like going to the grocery store is a very different experience. Sure. Um, there's bat- most public bathrooms you have to pay to use. Just funny little <laughs> things like that that you would never think of um, end up being some of the, the things that I'll, I'll remember forever. Like, oh, I had to really get adjusted to that. And, you know, getting on public transportation and, and figuring out how to use a train system. You know, being from a small town in the south, I mean, no one really uses public transportation, much less us have a subway system where you have to figure out how to use it and how to get where you're going. So those have all been experiences that I'm glad I have because, you know, here in 15, 20 years, if I have a family, I'll be able to 
uh, be a pretty good tour guide on vacation. Absolutely. So you have been paid already, I assume. Yeah, some you of get the paid at the end. Yeah, you get paid at the end of each month, and even that first month, they give you a, a check to kind of get you started. So. Well, yeah. The only reason I ask is because that's definitely not always the case, depending on where you play. There's plenty of arbitration about not being paid right away. So, yeah. um, that's good to know and easy that you're getting paid right away that's very important yeah that, that's one thing that's another piece of advice i would give is to kind of do some homework on the organization you're going to see if you can talk to people within that organization to kind of figure out um if they're good people if you can trust them and um i really didn't know cody that well but i assume since he was you know on that podcast and everything i'd heard about him seemed to be a really good guy and everything he told me was uh you know completely true and very accurate and i still haven't met him in person so hopefully um after the season this year i can meet up with him and i've been actually one of his best friends is our offensive coordinator so just getting to know different people it's been really cool to kind of expand my network and and meet a whole new new group of people and inside of the football community well that's awesome uh, Austin, I appreciate it. If is there anything else you'd like to add or no? No, I, I think that's it. And if like if anyone wants to to contact me, um, yep. You know, I my phone number is four two three seven one six three six six one. I'd be more than happy to talk about uh, this experience and playing football overseas. And uh, yeah, if you if you got any questions, I'd be more than happy to answer them. Absolutely, that's fantastic. That's how you got started and. I'm here just to kind of pass along information, but, but Austin's got a lot more. So if you're interested at all, make sure you use that number, get in contact with him. I'm sure he'd be a big help. Uh, Austin, I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Yeah, thank you. So another thank you to Austin. That was a fantastic interview. I'm glad that he agreed that opportunities to play American football uh, throughout the world is something that um, is not well understood by your average football player in high school or in college but certainly not even uh, for those playing in high school so we're going to continue at globally ball and to push this mission of showing and revealing these opportunities for you so if you're a young athlete continue to listen continue to to um, learn about these opportunities learn from the players that have been there again i'm not the expert i'm just trying to bring you to the experts or bring the experts to you um, I thank Austin for leaving his number. Take full advantage of that. If you're in that seat and you, you play football and you want to keep going, whether you're in high school, college, or wherever you are, I take advantage of that. You can come to me if you want, but I'm again, I'm no expert. I'm, I'm learning just like you are. So you can gladly shoot me a message um, if you're having trouble getting in contact with, with Austin for whatever reason, although he gave you his number, so you shouldn't be. But if you are or you have any other questions that you think I can help you with, Feel free to send a message um, to the Globally Ballin page. That's facebook.com slash globallyballin. But if it's specific to what you heard here, I suggest shooting Austin a text or, or giving him a call. I, I, I would think text would be better, but um, try to get in contact with Austin. I'm sure he'd love to help you. Even if you think about not necessarily wanting to play all the time, but even if you want to be a coach in the future, consider what Austin said of how he thinks this is going to be a huge advantage for him coming back as a coach and to any of you looking for someone to help or pad a coaching staff it sounds like austin is going to be your man it sounds like he's got a lot of awesome experience that could be super helpful so i'd be crazy not to at least suggest giving him a call if, if you think he could fill 
a spot for you. So thanks to Austin. Fantastic interview. Fantastic insight. Exciting. I'll tell you what, if I was any good at football, if I was any good at football, I'm not. If I was any good at football, I would consider moving and living in Europe, playing in Austria. He lives in downtown Vienna. Come on. He lives in downtown Vienna. All his main things are paid for. Things that he needs, his food, his travel, his housing, all of that is paid for. He gets to play the game that he loves, practice three days a week, and yet he gets pocket money that he can he can do as he please, spend a little bit, enjoy himself, use a little bit of time to travel a little bit, or save a bunch of it for when he gets home. He's in a great position. And although he said it's not going to be, he doesn't think it'll be long term, that one year or maybe two years or, or three years even, man, I tell you what, that, if that was ever an option for me, again, it was not. But if it was ever an option for me, I would want to have known about it. And so that's why I, I want to make sure that you're not missing this knowledge so that you don't miss those opportunities. Think about it. The NFL is great. I would never suggest not shooting for the NFL. The CFL, also something I want to clear up. I know the CFL is number two, and I know why they're number two. They pay a lot more. Let's get that out in the open. But like Austin said, and like I said earlier, if you don't think you're in those top two tiers, football's not over for you. There is a place for you. Austin said it. Do your very best. Don't give up. There is a place for you. There certainly is. Be it in Europe, Australia, Mexico, Japan. There's places all over this world for you to play the game that you love. If you're not necessarily a huge football fan or you don't necessarily play or you don't play football or or you really know that your future won't be you playing football, but you know somebody who is, I'd encourage you to share this episode with them. It could really, it could really make a difference for him. Put yourself in those shoes. Wouldn't you want to know about these opportunities? You heard Austin. He didn't even know about it until he got a call 48 hours before he had to leave. He gets a call 48 hours before he leaves and says, "Hey, can you like go play football in Austria?" He, he had no idea that was even an option. We want to eliminate that here at Globally Balling. We want you to know what you can do early. So when you're in high school, you're thinking about that. You're thinking, you know what? I might not make it to the NFL. I probably won't make it to the NFL. And I probably won't even make it to Canadian football. But that doesn't mean I shouldn't play in college. Because you know what? I can spend a year, two, maybe three in Europe. Are you kidding me? In Tokyo? Really? Uh, Yes, please. There's these fantastic opportunities that you need to know about. And that goes for all you athletes. Male, female, football players, to volleyball, basketball, whatever you play. Follow the page. Listen to our podcast. There's going to be so many informative episodes and um, interviews for you to learn about. So enough of me talking. I talked way too much. I hope you enjoyed uh, the the episode. Um, if you think it would be beneficial to anybody out there, I very much encourage you to share it. Follow the page. Uh, follow us on, on Spotify. Um, we're, we're on SoundCloud and um, Apple Podcasts. Not yet. It's coming. It's it's pending. So it'll be it'll be out very soon. You'll be able to find us there. I'll let you know as soon as that happens. But follow us on the page. Uh, share the page, uh, our Facebook page, with as many people as you you think it would relate to. We have a mission, and it's a clear mission. We want you to know of your opportunities early on in life. So do us that favor. Do your friends a favor. Do the people in your community a favor, the people of sports-loving community a favor, and let them know about this page so that they can follow and and learn about their opportunities. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. I thank Austin for his time. Um, Good luck to him and his future, and um, wherever wherever he he ends up, I'm sure – just talking to him, I'm sure he's gonna he's gonna be all right. So, um, thank you again, 
and we'll have a new episode coming out soon. Thank you. Hey everybody, this episode is brought to you by an additional sponsor. We are now also brought to you by Creating Young Minds. Creating Young Minds is a nonprofit out of Louisville, Texas, right outside of Dallas. You may remember we've had an episode in the past with the founders of Creating Young Minds, Dr. Shira Ackerman and Coach Mathis Crowder. Creating Young Minds strives to help young men achieve success in their life where they may not have otherwise achieved that success. One way they do this is through their new basketball team. The Louisville Yellow Jackets, affiliated with Creating Young Minds, play in TBL, the Basketball League, and through a combination of their nonprofit as well as their basketball team, Creating Young Minds and the Louisville Yellow Jackets are doing their best to bring the European model of basketball to the United States. That is Creating Young Minds. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, basically everywhere. Find Creating Young Minds, check them out, see what they're all about. And when the TBL League rolls around once again, keep an eye out for the Louisville Yellow Jackets. Thank you. Thank you all for making it through another episode. A couple things I got a quick run through and then we'll be done. Uh, first, if you haven't already, go ahead and follow us on our different key platforms. Uh, first, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash globallyballin'. Also, Instagram, uh, at GloballyBallinOfficial, and then Twitter, at GloballyBallin. The Instagram and Twitter are by far our most active, and they're also very different content. They're actually run by different people. So go ahead and make sure you're following both of those, and they'll also both alert you for when something new is posted either in the podcast or Patreon, which I'm going to talk about in just a second. Also, um, when it comes to the Facebook account, the Facebook account seems um, less active, and we're aware of that. It's different kind of content and more is coming to the Facebook page. So you'll want to like it to make sure you're ready when a new wave of different content, which is coming soon, starts to make its way on there, which is exciting. Uh, finally, though, is the Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com and then you search globally ball and you're going to find our account $3 a month. And with that, you're going to get a, a couple of things. First, shout out to all the supporters, which is great, which is actually also really good for any of you athletes out there. It's a great way to get your name, your brand, your place where people can find your highlight tapes, all that stuff. That'll be plugged in our episodes, which is great. So if you become a patron um, for the $3 a month, you'll get that. In addition, though, what we're really kind of excited about, not that we're not excited about the other one, is that you're going to get a bunch of extra content. It's going to be different from when I originally recorded this to when you're listening to this now. We're going to keep adding to it. Uh, there's a lot of different stuff. It might just be extra stuff that didn't fit into an episode. And there's also a whole new um, different kind of content called Candid Conversations, which is basically a whole new show that we started. As the name suggests, it's a conversation between me and somebody else. For whatever reason, it doesn't fit into an episode. And if you go check out one of those Candid Conversations, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So that $3 a month, you're going to get your shout out and your... Um, your help to support your brand or get attention to your highlight reel or whatever, plus a lot of extra detailed, fun content in addition to this free podcast. So go and check that out. Refresher, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash globallyballin, Instagram at globallyballinofficial, Twitter at globallyballin, and uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash, or patreon.com search globally balling and you'll find do the three dollar a month patron if you're interested and get all new content a bunch of additional content 
Uh, if that's not for you, totally fine. We still really appreciate you supporting and listening. Uh, if you have any suggestions, make sure you send us a message. Again, because we're most active on Instagram and Twitter, that's the best way to send us a suggestion. We'd be happy to listen and um, and try to get anybody in that area and that sport, that country, that topic that'll help you best. So make sure you send us one of those requests. Otherwise, thank you again for listening. You'll hear from us again uh, next week.